Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so thankful that you have joined us for this podcast. We're always excited that you join us. And uh, so wherever you're at, uh, obviously we've gotten through our Thanksgiving uh, holiday, which uh, for many families it goes on and goes on and on for several days if you have a big family. But uh, we just hope that you have taken time on and around this holiday to just make a decision to be more thankful and carry it out to the new uh, next year. Well, we are excited. We have some really exciting guests on with us uh, for this podcast, but I want to introduce the table again for you because it changes uh, sometimes weekly. We're mm-hmm. missing a couple of regulars. We have a Jessica that's usually here and Tiffany, our daughter, but uh, they are very busy. But we have sitting next to me this beautiful lady, uh, young lady, and her name is Carissa, and Carissa was is my sidekick she's been uh overseas with us so Krista, just let everybody know you're here today hello and and of course someone that doesn't like to talk at all that's my husband the pastor daryl rhodes it's good to be here uh, i just just finished preaching so if my voice sounds kind of funny i apologize but it's always good to be here and i just wanted to say about carissa she she's definitely a, a missionary now she has actually went with us uh, to Armenia and to Georgia and in March I believe we will be or April. April we'll be going to Kenya and to Tanzania and we're believing God that she's going to get to go with us and she's going to really be uh, 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 initiated as a as a yes. true missionary from there yes for sure and sitting next to you is our one and only Chris. Hello. And we, he's our producer, and, and he, he keeps our podcast up. And, and not only that, he's the one that just kind of encouraged me to get started on this journey. And we're so glad that we did. And he pushes you. He does. And we today, we just have this wonderful opportunity of uh, introducing to you that's listening uh, someone that we just newly met. And uh, we have such uh, exciting news uh, about this young couple. And first of all, I just want to tell you that today our guests are Ilya and Jessica. And I won't try to say your last name, but Jessica, can you give me your last names? And we also have Ilya with us, which she's going to translate for him at times. And so welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> it's good to be with you. Oh, we are so excited. We've been looking forward to this. And uh, we just want to give a little backstory real quickly. Uh, while we were in the Re- Republic of Georgia, we also went over to Armenia and just met the most beautiful pastor, Dr. Uh, pastor Raphael. And uh, as a uh, I was signing some books. Uh, Chris and I were down in the foyer, and this lovely couple just walked up to me and began to talk, but I knew immediately that there was just something about them, because you meet people all the time, but there was just something about you guys that just really uh, touched my heart, and it's like, I want to know more. And, And so tell us a little bit about your story, what you're doing, where you're from, and uh, just kind of give us a, a little rundown here for our audience. 
Oh, thank you. It's an honor to be on this podcast. Uh, well, my name is Jessica. My husband is Ilya. Uh, we met when we were 12 years old <laughs> at kids camp. Uh, I taught Ilya how to play Uno. And... Uh, <laughs> He liked me right away. Um, I didn't really like him right away, but <laughs> eventually, uh, 15 years later, we got married. Wow. Uh, we got married when we were 27. Wow. <laughs> uh, my parents are uh, pastors, and uh, they were in missions in uh, Novokuznetsk, Russia. They started, they planted a congregation there and a few. A few churches and uh, rehab centers, uh, and they've helped drug addicts and alcoholics. So I grew up on um, in Novokuznetsk, Russia, and that's where we met with Ilya. So um, we've been involved in ministry, um, youth ministry. Ilya does uh, youth conferences and youth camps. I do media, worship, and um yeah so we loved it we really enjoyed it and when the war started uh when russia invaded ukraine uh in february our hearts were very very troubled and and grieved because um so many russians are against what's going on sure and sure. they just can't say anything um neither on social media or in public and um, we were advised to leave the country um, just for a couple of weeks. And if things calm down, um, they said, you can come back. Hmm. Um, so we had a Zoom call. My parents are on the call. We were on the call and our regional directors. And uh, we decided to leave um, on March 10th. We flew out. And we were praying for Ilya because Ilya is a Russian citizen. So we were very concerned uh, for him, but we no. weren't praying as much for me. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I thought I would be okay. I'm a U.S. citizen. And right. um, uh, when um, we were in Moscow, we decided to go to Kazakhstan. And Ilya was led through passport control. When um, I was at passport control, they looked at my U.S. passport and uh, the officer looked at me and they said, we need to take you in for more questioning. So they put me in an isolated room mm. and they took away my documents. And I sat there and um, I didn't know what to do. And oh that morning, someone oh randomly sent me a Bible verse. It was Deuteronomy 31 8 and which says that he's before you he's behind you he's all around you wonderful and um don't be afraid or discouraged so i just kept rereading that verse over and over and mm. over again and i just felt this peace and like god's presence in the in the room i knew that i was going to be questioned but there was like i i can't even explain it it was my hands stopped shaking my knees now, was it was your just husband, so peaceful and calm. Was your husband they took, already they didn't let passport it. control? Yes. So Ilya walked through passport control. Ilya saying they didn't let me through. He said, I would ask what's going on with my wife, what's happening. They, they said it's, they took her in for questioning. Don't worry. They didn't let me in to see Jessica. 
как состояние абсолютной беспомощности. And in that moment I felt so helpless. Mm -hmm. И до меня дошла, ну, действительно, я понял серьезность ситуации. And in that moment I realized the seriousness of the situation. Что я ничего не могу сделать, чтобы защитить свою жену. I can't do anything to protect my wife. У меня был, у меня была идея. I had an idea. I saw James Bond and. Я придумал, как перепрыгнуть через загородки. I was, I was already planning to jump over the magnetic gates. Если Джессику бы уводили куда-то. If they would take Jessica in further. И там как, ну, что-нибудь придумал бы. I would figure something out in the meantime. Right, wow. How intimidating. So they took me in for more questioning, and for the next 45 minutes, two Russian FSB officers questioned me very intensely. I knew I was being recorded on video, on audio. Um, they were asking questions about my family, what I did, information on all my siblings, phone numbers, addresses, date of birth, my husband, all this unnecessary information because it wasn't only I wasn't only being questioned about myself but in my entire family and what they mm. did and why did I come from the United States because I did receive my bachelor's degree in the United States in digital media and I came back to Russia in 2019 and uh, they could not understand why I would decide to go back when I had the opportunity to live in the United States And uh, I just explained that I, I wanted to help people. I create video content. Um, I tried to uh, persuade them that I am Russian, that I like borscht, and I like Russian pinmeni, <laughs> the, the different Russian food. <laughs> But that didn't uh, uh, persu persuade them. So anyway, I, I was praying that God would give me wisdom. In the meantime, they said, give us your phone. So they took away my phone. They started going through all my mm -hmm. pictures, my social media, my emails, my messages. Um, they're not allowed to do that. Mm. Um, and I think they were just seeing how I would react. But I was very kind to them and very respectful. By the grace of God, I didn't uh, cry or nothing. I was just mm. God's peace in that Praise moment God. was there. So... Afterwards, I said, why am I being questioned? And they said, well, we don't have many Americans go through Moscow to Kazakhstan. Hmm. And then afterwards, I said, well, um, has anybody ever told you that God loves you? And their eyes were so big. They looked at me and I said, God loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. Wow. I said, it was nice talking to you. And I left. And uh, afterwards, I started to shake because... <laughs> Um, I realized what happened. Mm. It was scary. Uh, they separated us. It was very intense. Mm -hmm. um, and then we come to our f uh, gate to fly out. And ten minutes in 10 minutes, Kazakhstan shuts its borders to Russia. All oh. flights were canceled. And... Everybody started asking questions. What's with our money? About reimbursements. I understood that we have to get out of this country as soon as possible. I grabbed Jessica. 
режим на паспортный контроль. We, we go through pa- we go again through So one of the officers, she had my immigration card. When you fly into Russia, you get this little paper that shows the date when you come right. in and when, when you right. leave. She, she was really slow at looking for my name. <laughs> I took half of her stack. I'm like, let me help you, ma'am, and I'll find my wife's card. <laughs> We find Jessica's immigration card, we sit in the taxi, go to the next airport. And on the way in the car, we found tickets on our phones from Moscow to Armenia. Nothing is working. We come to the airport. We don't know what to do. So we called Jessica's insurance company. And they offered us two options. They, they could buy us tickets to either Dubai or to Israel. They said, where would you like to go? We didn't know anybody in Dubai, but we knew a couple people in Israel. We said, well, can we go to Israel? And we sit in the taxi, go to the third airport. <laughs> and, our, and we were trying to fly out in the morning, but this is already 10 p.m. at night. We come to the third airport. And we give our suitcase, our one suitcase. My mom told me to pack more, but we only took one because we thought we were coming back. I should have listened to my mom. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They asked us, where are your PCR tests or your COVID tests? I knew that I had the papers on me. And somewhere on the way, we lost them. And I got really anxious. And I said, Ilya, let's pray. And he said, no, you pray. So I I started to pray. We found a place where we could do a really quick PCR tests, and uh, we got it done in 50 minutes. So we ran <laughs> and got our suitcases in, and we ended up in Israel, and our lives were changed in one day. Mm. Yeah. Our, we, we were there for three months. Three months in Jordan, two weeks, uh, two weeks in Jordan. Uh, two months in the States, uh, then Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, back to Kazakhstan and uh, Armenia. So we've been only married for one year and we <laughs> oh moved 13 times 13. in seven countries. Wow. This is Ilya's first time out of Russia. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow, Ilya. <laughs> Did you, now, your bags that you had checked when you were leaving for Kazakhstan, you got the bags back before you left the airport? And took them with you? Yeah, uh, we were able to grab our suitcase as well. We only had one. Uh, mm-hmm. And we had all our winter clothes. And we arrived in Israel, where it's very hot. So we had to go to, to the store and buy some shorts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what, what a, a journey. What a story. What a beautiful journey. Uh, I can't even imagine yeah. the the tension that you felt, that your body felt. And but yet the fact that you just know that this whole thing was a trusting God, 
I mean, what a testimony <laughs> to anybody that's up against things and they don't know what the next answer is. But, but right. wow. Uh, so, Ilya, this is your very first time leaving Russia, and you're now in Armenia. Uh, what is, you know, what is it that you feel God is speaking to you as, as you know, the covering for your wife? Because I can't even imagine. I thought about Daryl, you know, and if we had been separated and Chris from his wife and as this was going on, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming. But but you saw the hand of God in it. And so what do you feel is next for you? She has to translate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand. Uh, Ilya oh, understands. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're, we're learning English. We're praying for uh, the there gift you go, speaking Ilya. in English. Good, good. <laughs> okay, what do you feel next? We have been praying for some time. В Израиле у нас было такое время, когда мы учились отпускать. Привычный образ жизни. Да, и самое, наверное, главное, то, что учились отпустить контроль нашей жизни. Probably learning how to let go of trying to control our lives. Это как ты едешь всю свою жизнь, ты едешь в машине, вроде как ты за рулем. It's felt like you know you're driving. Your life is like you're driving and you're behind the wheel. И ты знаешь дорогу. You know the road. Ты знаешь, кто у тебя едет в машине. You know who's in your car. И тут в один прекрасный момент наступает такой неожиданный поворот. And it feels like a very sharp turn in your life. Mm-hmm. And just to overcome this turn, you just need to let go of the wheel. Yeah. It was a very long process of us trying to let go of what we were used to. Потому что мы до сих пор хотим вернуться. We would love to go back one day. Мы очень скучаем по церкви. We miss our church. We miss the ministry. Да, по людям. We miss the people. Мы всегда на связи. Мы созваниваемся. We still call them. We were in contact with them. Да, но мы понимаем, что Бог вывел нас и приготовил что-то. Другое для нас, и, и это, это сложно. It's hard because we, we have, we're not there yet. We feel like God is preparing something else for us, and we're letting go of what we know, and we're mm-hmm. still in the between moment. Да, и сейчас мы, мы чувствуем, когда мы были в Израиле, When we were in Israel, uh, мы увидели нужду. We saw a need in uh. Israel. Да, было очень много русскоговорящих людей. There are very many Russian-speaking people in Israel right now. Это с бывшего Советского Союза. These are people from the former Soviet countries. Это миллион двести человек. It's about a million two hundred thousand 
Russian-speaking people. And probably over 500,000 have already immigrated since this conflict has happened. We feel called to go there and and serve these people. They, it seems like they, they don't know um, nobody's ever told them the good news. Wow. Um, they're Jewish. They they kind of know their Jewish heritage, their Jewish history, but not very well. And there's an openness. It's very interesting. Uh, these are Russians. These are Ukrainians, Belarusians, uh, people from the Republic of Georgia. They're Jewish, but... Mm-hmm. They don't know uh, why they're even in Israel. And in our hearts, we feel that what what's happening right now is a prophecy being fulfilled where yes. Jeremiah yes. says that, first I'll send fishermen for them and they'll catch them. So there are ministries like the Ebenezer ministry and trying to woo the Jewish people to come back mm-hmm. home. And then... Um, it's, I think, Jeremiah 16, verses 14 through 16. And verse 16 says that I will send hunters that will shoot them down and they won't have a choice but to go. And yeah. we wow. believe that um, the Russian president is one of those hunters that's shooting them down mm-hmm. and they're running for their lives mm-hmm. and they're ending up in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe for such a time as this yes. that... What if we're coming to that very close time and um, to sh- share the good news that there is hope, that God yeah. loves them, and there is salvation, even though there's so much um, uh, uncertainty in this world and so much injustice, what brings us hope is that Jesus will come back and the second time, and he will make wrong things right, and mm-hmm. we just want to be ready for when that happens. Wow, what a testimony. Yes. What a life. <laughs> yes. So uh, when we were in Georgia, our host told us, because we've, we've been through the Jewish community in Tbilisi many times, mm. and he said there was a mass exodus of Jewish people leaving Tbilisi to go back to uh, Israel. So that really confirms what you just said, so many people returning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, not yeah. not necessarily Russian people, uh, but mm-hmm. but they are they are Georgian Jews, and they're returning mm-hmm. back to their homeland. Right. Correct. And they might speak Russian because oh, yes. Georgia was for, part yes. of the former yes. Soviet Union. Especially right. the old. Especially. It's a culture that we understand because we lived in the culture. They're very open. When you talk to them in Russian, when when we were uh, in Israel, we asked someone for directions to go somewhere in English. And they looked at us and they answered us in Russian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could tell that we're, we're Russian looking. Right. And... And there's, the, there's a joke in Israel that the main language in Israel is Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? So many people wow. 
have gone. Да, там есть русские магазины. So there's Russian stores, Russian uh, fellowships, and it's very interesting that a lot of the stores close on Shabbat, but there are some Russian stores that are open on Shabbat. Mm. <laughs> and they, they just, they don't understand, they... Да, они не знают истории, не знают... They don't know their history, they... It's kind of, it seems like they're a little bit lost. Hmm. Well, it's may, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is. And and water rerouting, isn't it something, when you think about just the journey since you two have been married, I mean, God has been preparing you from from the 12 years old or even younger for for this time for two young people to just so totally uh, say yes to God and then to go on the journey that you have and those moments when uh, I panic, you know, mm-hmm. you, but yet you felt the presence of God, yet you knew that God was was ministering it to you and speaking to you and, and brought you to this this time uh what are you doing while you're in armenia what are you doing right now uh, so we're uh reaching out to russians who so it's a lot of young guys have escaped the mobilization in russia uh, it's either young single guys or guys with their wives and these are very educated and uh, smart people it would be very hard to reach these people in Russia because they were well off. Mm-hmm. They have everything, they are successful in sure. life financially, in their work. And in, here in little Venezor, Armenia, they feel very vulnerable and alone. Mm-hmm. And they're very open. And we even yesterday we found a chat on the app. It's called Telegram. Uh, a lot of Russians are on Telegram, and we just typed in Russians in Venice or Armenia, and there's about a thousand people on this one chat, about thousand wow. four hundred, and they're all Russians. Mm. And we just put out an announcement, say, "Hey, we want to play the game Mafia." I don't know if you've heard of Mafia. And just yesterday, last night, we went. We reserved two tables at a restaurant, and about 12 people came, and we just <laughs> played with them and got to know them. Today, we did, like, a little English club. We met a youth pastor here, and hopefully this week we'll, we'll have a place where we could uh, spend time with them. Да, и в течение декабря мы хотим делать ивенты и через это, через личные отношения и в открытую потом донести до них проповедь Евангелия. And through these events of getting to know them, building that trust, uh, share uh, the gospel with them, either one-on-one or maybe um, Christmas time is coming very soon, so we were going to share why Christ came to this earth. So this is what we're trying to do because there's so many of them here. And they're mostly our age. <laughs> Very open. And a lot of IT guys. A lot of IT guys from Russia. Oh, God. 
God just set you up for this. <laughs> what a mission field. <laughs> wow. What a mission field he set you in the middle of. Yes. That's wonderful. Um, tell us, Jessica, a little bit about what your parents are doing. Well, I want to tell okay. before we do that, I because such a surprise for me, uh, Jessica, was uh, it was the most interesting thing in the world to me. I was sitting at my desk. And, and you had sent me, I was reading the last email from you on we were trying to work out a time because of the 10-hour difference that we have in, in our time zones. And uh, while, mm-hmm. I, while I was doing that, I, I, it was the strangest thing. I had this, I know it was the Holy Spirit, spoke to me, and I asked you a question, what are your parents' names? And but before you had to, and I sent it, but before you had time to answer, I began to go through my emails, and lo and behold, or many years ago, uh, starting with 2015, Chris, you haven't heard this. I haven't oh. told you about this. No. Starting in 2015, I believe it was, was the first emails that I had gotten from her mom Janet. Oh, that's cool. And her father Ilya. But here's the funny thing about it: I got their newsletters all the time. And I knew that they had gone to Israel and we, that they had to leave Russia. And when I get those emails, I would pray you know, for them, but made no connection until those emails came up. Daryl and I had met your mom and dad. I believe, we believe it's about 2015 in uh, Rockwall, Texas. They were at a global advance meeting. And we were there uh, with Brother David Shibley. And at the hotel where we were staying at, we had dinner or breakfast or lunch with with them and another couple. And while we sat there, it was just just a beautiful visit that we never (laughs) forgot about them. But because when I would get the newsletters, I knew it was them. And (laughs) and but yet it was the most astounding thing like. It had been all of those years. We really had no contact back and forth other than their newsletter. I personally think it was before 2015. It might have been. I'm not really sure. But that's when I when I was looking through my mail, that was the first newsletter that I found. Okay. And so that's why I said 2015 because I'm not really sure. But uh, then to think, you know, I got so excited. I thought, you know, isn't it something how God connects the dots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then all that of a is sudden crazy. isn't that something yeah. so all of a sudden i had met her mom and her dad who were their pastors who you know was her parents and who was their pastors and and so yeah i got really excited <laughs> for sure and i went back <laughs> reading their emails then and you i right i opened an email from them right after i realized who it was there was a a newsletter from them from Armenia where mm-hmm. your parents had been involved in a meeting. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean and it was and I saw Pastor uh Raphael in mm-hmm. there. So share that little bit with us before we go here. So um they they met with uh, the pastors uh from Siberia. Um we couldn't go back to Russia, and we don't know when the next time will be when uh, they'll meet again. But most of these pastors, they 
about they came from our church and about 90% of them are former drug addicts. They've all gone through Teen Challenge. Mm. And they've planted churches across uh, Siberia and Teen, Ch- teen Ch- Challenge centers. And uh, we asked Pastor Raphael to come and uh, share his story of how he um, got saved through communism in, in that time and mm. was persecuted for his faith. Very interesting stories. Um, mm. A lot more difficult than what I've gone through, through with the uh, Russian FSB <laughs> in the airport. His stuff is a lot more intense. And um, my dad grew up uh, in the persecuted church uh, during communism and uh, just a lot of parallelism. Um, just a great time of encouragement and uh, seeing all, all our friends again because we haven't seen a lot of them since March. And they came to Armenia, and it was a great time of worship and fellowship. Wow. And they were here for three days, <laughs> and um, they they're risking their lives because they went back. They didn't leave their mm. churches behind. So mm. it's it's very it's a very intense time, and we're just praying that God gives them courage in this difficult season yes. for for Russia. Yes. Amen. So yeah. Wow. Your father had invited us to Siberia to minister. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we had had no idea. First of all, I knew it was cold, so I said no. <laughs> no, no, we just we just we never got to go to Russia. No. It wasn't that we didn't want to. Yeah. it just hadn't right. worked out. So, in yeah. is, are, in Armenia, are there people that have left Russia because they don't agree with the war? Exactly. Yeah, all of them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, most. Most left in September after the mobilization began. But there were some that we met uh, just today and yesterday that left when Russia invaded Ukraine back in February and March. They left. They disagree with what's going on. And they already were expecting something like a mobilization to happen. Right. And so they left. And do they uh, um, do they have any problems at border crossings? Yeah, As of now, no. no. Есть такая информация, это в основном она публикуется, ну, кто против власти, да? Um, so there are Russian uh, news outlets that are opposing the regime, but they're not mm. in Russia. They're, oh. they're, they would be too risky. So they're outside sure. of Russia, but they're all Russian. And да. there have been rumors as of now. Uh, сейчас они переводят то есть, в цифровое э, как поле все, всю картотеку, всю информацию о, о каждом парне, кто служил. So what they're doing is it used to be on paper all the information of all the young men that have served in the military. So it's mandatory for every male citizen right. to serve in the Russian military. Ilya even served um, almost 10 years ago. Um, and in most military points, everything was on paper. 
То есть, и когда ты, например, пересекал границу, пограничники не могли определить, подлежишь ты призыву или нет. So when people cross the borders from Russia into other countries, like Kazakhstan, mm -hmm. Armenia, Georgia, the border patrol did not have access uh, to the information whether or not you're eligible to fight in Ukraine mm -hmm. or whether or not you received a draft notice. Mm -hmm. That's why so many have been able to get out of the country. Да, но сейчас есть информация, что они все это прям в экстренном режиме оцифровывают. There has been information that they are paying a lot of money and are advancing their speed in making everything digital, like one database for the whole nation. Да, чтобы была одна база у всех. So that all young men would be put in this database. И когда объявят еще одну мобилизацию... And when they announce the next mobilization, which we've heard could be right after New Year's. We're not sure. This is what we've heard. We, it might be, again, couple days before or after. We're not sure. Да, а будет сложнее выехать из России. It's going to be a lot more difficult for young men to leave the country once this database is in place. Hmm. Well... That's so sad. It is. How about Ukrainian refugees? Are there many of them in the uh, city that you're in now or in the country of Armenia? There was one, not as many, we haven't met as many, uh, but there was one guy from Odessa that came Odessa, to the English yeah. club today. And uh, the fellowship that we had with him and the Russians was very good. Good. Um, yeah. Very good. That there's, there's not such a hatred um, against Russians because, especially the ones that are against the war, and many are. They just can't say anything because they're stuck in Russia. Sure. Yeah. So we're we're very grateful for them, and we're praying for Ukraine. We we love the Ukrainian people. Yes. We're so yes. sad for what's going on. Um, they're in our prayers constantly. Yes, for sure. Well, listen, uh, we definitely want to hear more for, from you all because I, I know that God has connected the dots and I know that there's so much that uh, you have to say and to share with people. Uh, but we're going to end this podcast. And But I, I want to say to both of you, what is it that you would like for the listener What is it that you want to tell them right now? Maybe they're up against situations that seem impossible, and every time they they try to get to the door to get through, it seems like it's closed on them. But hearing your testimony, I believe, is going to minister to so many people. And so what would you say today, one of you, either one of you, or both of you, what would you say to the listener? Что бы мы сказали нашим слушателям, да? Да, если они сталкиваются с проблемами, да. Первое, наверное, то, что не, мы не можем все контролировать. Мало что можем. Да, жизнь может повернуться вообще моментально. Your life could be changed in a moment. Но что утешает нас, так это то, что у Бога все под контролем. But what comforts us is that God has everything under control. И вначале не сразу все понимаешь, почему все это происходит. At the beginning, you may not understand why this is all happening. 
Это как Иисус, когда умывал ноги Петру. When Jesus was washing Peter's feet, Петр говорил ему, не нужно этого делать. Peter's saying, don't do that. Иисус говорит ему о том, что то, что я делаю, ты сейчас не поймешь, но потом поймешь. And Jesus answered and said, what I'm doing now, you may not understand, but later you will. Вот, и что помогает, это принять, что у Бога действительно все под контролем. And what helps us to have peace is to remember that God has everything in control. И даже находясь, наверное, на самой глубокой яме, как Иосиф. And probably being in like the lowest pit, like Joseph. Uh, да, есть, есть надежда. There's still hope. Она порой, порой, порой надежда не в том, что ты выберешь сейчас или ответ придет прямо сейчас. The hope not that the, the answer will come at this moment or they'll pull you out of the pit at this moment. Да, касательно нас, мы до сих пор еще ну, не имеем всех ответов на наши вопросы. For example, with us, we, we're still in this uncertainty. We don't have all our questions answered. Но утешает вот эта итоговая фраза книги Бытия. But what comforts us is the phrase in Genesis. Когда Иосиф заканчивает свою историю словами, что вы замыслили против меня зло. Joseph finishes the story and he says what you wanted to do for evil. God turned to do good. To save souls. And whatever situation that we're going through, it's to glorify Him and to bring us closer to Him and that others are encouraged through our trials and our and our pain and our testimony uh, God entrusts us with this pain knowing that he'll give us the victory so that we yes. comfort others <laughs> with what we're going through right now and um, your trial might be a miracle for someone else a miracle story right. yes. yes and so Amen. that's what helps us yes praise God what a powerful word Thank you, Ilya. Thank you, Jessica. We're so grateful. We're going to pray for our listeners before we go off the air. Uh, we're going to pray that God will just so uh, touch their hearts. And, and, we, and also, we want to include in this prayer, we want to pray for you too, that God would just minister to you as you keep on this journey. You're walking forward. God's going to open all the paths for you he's going to make it clear to you and then for for the brothers and sisters that's in israel as in russia you know and trying those that are trying to find refuge that they will find that so chris i'm going to ask you today to pray over this podcast Heavenly Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name. Um, to start out, God, to speak a blessing over Jessica and Iliad, God, and I just thank you that you are just bringing supernatural favor and blessing mm -hmm. into their life, yes. God. I thank you, Lord, that you've given them a boldness, God, yes. and a passion and a calling, Lord, to fulfill what you've called them to do. Yes. Lord, that they're open-hearted, God. They've said yes, God, and you're directing their path, God, yes. and you're taking them all kinds of different directions, Lord, God, to fulfill your kingdom and to pursue your righteousness, God, in a, in a dark area, God. And I just thank you, Lord, that you yes. are just 
bringing protection over their life. You're bringing wisdom into their life. You're bringing joy yes. into their life, God. Yes. Yes. And I just thank you, Lord, for every person that's listening to this podcast, Lord, that they will be inspired, God, that they will say yes, God, when it is mm-hmm. necessary, God, no matter what the cost, no matter what it looks like, God, no matter how confusing the situation may be, God, that they can just say yes to you, yes. Lord, and that you will lead them, God, yes. that you will inspire them, mm-hmm. God, that you will um, just ignite their hearts, Lord, um, for goodness, Lord. And just thank you, God, for what you're doing, God, in yes. this land and in and, and, and these lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Until the next amen. time, at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God, shalom, rule your hearts. Thank you for joining us today at At The Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.